Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Even if Zach Wilson wants to steal my soul, I'm still going to show up and do this show. What's up, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. I'm your host, John June. It is November 21st, 2022. I'm your host, John June. I said that part already, but this guy to my left, that's Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G Money. Giants let him down, but he's still here as well. Greg, how are we feeling today, brother? Yeah, you know, I mean, New York teams got some expectations. They weren't ready to to handle any of that. They were doing all this without any expectations, so it was easy to do that. I mean, I always thought throughout the year the Giants weren't as you know good as everyone that you know their their record says. Their point differential is like the lowest out of all the good teams, and you know, Dane Jones ain't it, man. That's all that's all I'm gonna say. But he's a good fantasy quarterback. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, hey, he's a fantastic fantasy quarterback, uh, one that we'll talk about a little bit later. I'll just tell you this right now. We talked about this a little off air. Daniel Jones, the person, would be very welcomed by Jets fans right about now because uh, right now we're not, we're not really uh, feeling all too good about the guy currently looking as the face of the franchise right now for the New York Jets, and they take off against the Chicago Bears this week in a game that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about from a fantasy perspective. Um, and all I have to think about watching that game is that we took the wrong guy and that the, the, the guy we should have taken is in the other jersey. So take that with what you with what you will, people. Um, it's a tough one, but we're not here to talk about the Jets. Uh, we're here to talk about the week that was. Week 11 recap. This is our Monday show. Um, just to, uh, to I guess, you know, Greg and I discussed a little bit um, what our plan is for this week. And I think the best approach for us is to do uh, the, the Thursday games on Wednesday, and then we'll do the rest of the games on, on Saturday. It is a... There's no bye week this week, uh, so there's a lot of games to cover. And, um, you know, but with me traveling for, you know, haven't been haven't been home in like a week. Uh, you know, I was home briefly, but, um, you know, for me, you know, traveling, it's going to be tough to get all the prep work done that we would need to get done for all the 16 games, um, you know, on that Wednesday. So we'll do the three games Wednesday, and then uh, we'll be back here Saturday morning to do uh the the rest of the the rest of the slate of games right so uh just want to get that out there obviously uh what a big thanks thanksgiving weekend coming up but without further ado let's jump into our uh weekly recap starting with the quarterback swags like we always do and the number one quarterback on the week my man does not need he does not need a Juju Smith-Schuster. He does not need a Tyreek Hill. Does not need a Miko Hardman. Shoot, won't even doesn't even need a Kadarius Tony. Would you be surprised when I tell you, Greg, Kadarius Tony hurt his hamstring yesterday in a football game? Doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes says Kadarius Tony. Who cares? I'll throw to Justin Watson. I'll throw to Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Obviously, I'll I'll throw to Sky Moore. I'll make you look like you know you really deserve the extra Y in your name. Twenty of thirty-four. 
329 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, four rushing yards for four rush attempts, 23 rushing yards, 27.5 fantasy points in your standard quarterback scoring. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Patty. Patty, man, that's what he does. I mean, he's he's one step away from starting to throw to himself. I mean, you know, with all the creativity he does, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, man, he's, you know, <clears throat> a baller again. You know, we're we're saying it. We're seeing a living legend uh, so early in his career, too. We're about to see this for the next decade. Uh, this man is is a great one. Um, continuing to put up dubs for his team. Um, you know, sneaky uh, AFC, you know, powerhouse, uh, trying to make his way back, back to that Super Bowl and get some greatness. Yeah, man. I mean, haven't been a fan of a franchise that, we have all the excuses in the world for guys that have played the quarterback position. Uh, when I watch this guy out here and he's playing with Justin Watson, uh, a struggling rookie in Sky Moore, yet he leads his team to victory. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm jealous, you know, just going to be jealous. So, uh, Patty, hey, look, man, that's the kind of show it's going to be, man. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I was literally. I, I like I was a shell of myself yesterday, Greg. I was a shell. Like a I'm shell. sure not because it happened, but how it happened, you know. Like it's more like uh, you, know, you know, honestly, I was talking about that. It's a three three football game. Like if it was Denver and Indianapolis, like I'd be like, Oh my god, I can't watch this. Like take take my eyeballs out. But as a Jets fan, like when your team is in that game, like you don't care. You just yeah, want to win the game. Yeah, you, I, yep. just win. Yep. I just want to win. I just want to win the game. And so for it to end that way as it did, and then on top of that, to watch this game on Sunday Night Football and be like, wait, are those two the same sport? Did I watch <laughs> the same sport today? Because, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. Besides the point. Uh, look at that. Another franchise quarterback. Joe Burrow. Yes, sir. 24-39, 355 passing yards. Four touchdowns, two interceptions, added five rushing yards. That is my man Greg's quarterback start of the week. Wrong sound effect. We're going to play this one right here. There you go. Greg, you saw this coming clearly. Why don't we talk about your quarterback start of the week, Joey B? Yeah, Joe Shiesty, man. Uh, You know, he again, he's really, really been – been up and down as far as like been going nuclear and having some um just okay games but like when he when he does go off the matchup was set up good Steelers have just been horrible on the outside uh so those those corners are definitely attackable uh it was set up for a good day for Joe B Joey B um and and the offense in general so yeah yeah Joey B definitely balled out yesterday um you know lost his his starting running back in, in the process um, in in Joe Mixon. You know, no run game. Who cares? Man's going to go out there. He's going to ball. Um, I mean, you know, Samaje gave him a, a run game. Oh, we'll talk about Samaje in a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. It was not a good day for me yesterday, Greg. Oh, just, man. I'm just, oh. just, under, just understand oh. it was not a good day for me yesterday. <laughs> um, Let's move on to the QB three on the week. And I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna take some credit for this one. Facts, facts, facts. The QB three on the week that would be Jacoby Brissett, twenty-eight of forty-one, three hundred twenty-four passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Also added seven rush attempts for twenty-nine rushing yards, twenty-five point nine 
fantasy points. As I said, when the week started, I really wanted to go with Jacoby Brissett as my stream of the week. Um, but then we got talks of the weather being potentially bad, uh, you know, on all the snow that would hit Buffalo. And then they moved that game, um, you know, and then it became a question of whether Buffalo would be able to make it to Detroit or not. But either or, once this game got moved indoors, we I did say like I would play Jacoby Brissett over a number of guys, um, you know, including Kyler Murray, who we know today is not going to play. But, you know, Brissett, uh, you know, came out, showed out as, you know, the coming finishing as a QB3, needed some garbage time to do it. But, you know, part of the negative game script, that was part of the formula here. And it just leads to, to you know, pretty much confirm what I've thought for the last couple of weeks now, which is you can attack this Buffalo defense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can attack the Buffalo defense uh, in the run game and in the passing game. I mean, you know, they've suffered a lot of injuries to that secondary. So, that you know, that, that doesn't help. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty good. And, you know, not, don't want to be afraid of them uh, from the Kirk Cousins game. To now this game, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like Buffalo's kind of honorable. I mean, I I watched a, a kid who's not even an NFL caliber quarterback um, complete eighteen of twenty five passes against this Buffalo defense, and I'm talking <laughs> about Zach Wilson. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's enough. That's the last time I'll mention Zach Wilson when we're not talking about because he he contributed to some Jags on this list yeah yeah yeah, it won't be the last time well yeah we're just getting started yeah but that'll be the last time that i talk about him on this list anyway as we go through this uh i'm in pain guys i'm sorry i'm in pain uh anyway let's move on to uh rounding out this top 12 here of these quarterback swags and the qb4 on the week that would be my quarterback star of the week daniel jones QB5, Jalen Hurts, 6, Justin Fields, 7, Andy Dalton, 8, Dak Prescott, 9, Derek Carr, 10, Justin Herbert, 11, Aaron Rodgers, and 12, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Greg, do any of these top 12 performances stick out to you in any way whatsoever? Always like seeing Dak in that top 12. I mean, we know the the talent of Dak. Um, Just... All everyone on the, those pieces kind of ate, especially the run game too, and he was still able to get in the top twelve. So uh, nice to see him there. Uh, Herbert, good to see him in the in the top twelve as well. Um, something about going against the Chiefs, you know, he puts up his uh, pretty solid numbers. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, Andy Dawn for those who streamed him, uh, definitely we're happy about that performance as well. Yeah, I was tilting really hard because I benched Andy Dalton in a league uh, for. <laughs> for Davis Mills and um, luckily Davis Mills scored a rushing touchdown, but yeah. Yeah. To watch Andy Dalton in that league score like 37 and a half points and just all that sitting on my bench. And, you know, granted it's, he didn't, he scored 37 and a half points in that league because that league has some particular scoring, but anyway, um, you know, Justin Fields just continuing to do it, um, you know, had 85 rushing yards. Yeah, so man, not, quite a, <laughs> not quite a hundred, not quite a hundred. And he got uh, hurt. That was, Did that get was like hurt, not even hurt. through a full game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he finished the game. He finished played through. Okay. Yeah, he, he did play through the injury, I believe. Um, but is highly questionable for Sunday. Uh I I said it before. Um, 
Justin Fields is one of the toughest players in the league, and, and he's only in year two, and you could tell it already. I mean, I remember if you just remember the game and he played against, um, you know, in the in the championship, yeah, in, Clemson in the playoffs yep. against Clemson. You know, had the the rib injury, shouldn't even have been playing, um, but he was playing, and he, you know, he he did that again his rookie year. I think he, I forgot what the injury was his rookie season, but I, I went back, I tweeted it back on October in October of 2021. So he must have, there must have been something. Um, but, you know, for him to even injure his non-throwing shoulder, continue to play through this game, this is a three and seven football team, but I, I genuinely like, and you should have contingency plans in place, but I genuinely feel like as if Justin Fields is going to do everything in his power to, to play on Sunday. Um mm-hmm. Just that definitely a tough if you if you have Justin Fields, um, it's definitely you know it it could be tough because he he's probably been helping carry your team to this point, or you know you you picked him up thinking he would elevate your team, take it over the top, and he's done that. Um, but you know, some of us may be fortunate, like you know I have I have I have to go down to Lamar Jackson, like that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> what a life. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully it works out for for most of you but you know we'll discuss some options on waivers some contingency plans to have ready um yeah nothing else really sticks out you know see guys like aaron Rodgers and ryan Tannehill that played on thursday night haven't been having a great season specifically aaron Rodgers. you know that was good to see uh from an honorable mention standpoint you know, Marcus Mariota, my stream of the week, he he finished as the quarterback 13. So if you streamed him, uh, he definitely helped give you an advantage uh, over over some of the other guys. Um, anybody else that stuck out to you in a positive way, Greg? Um, yeah, not in a positive way. The, you know, it was, the drop off was pretty clear from uh, the people that those swags and jags this week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, speaking of, let's talk about those jags. And I think there's there's a list of guys that we could look to, but there's really one guy that really sticks out to me. Um, obviously, Josh Allen was probably the most started guy that probably let you down. Um, by the way, I, I know I talked about this on the Saturday show. I started Fields over Josh Allen as well. So I there made that go. decision. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to win my matchup, but... I did it. Um, it's just kind of shows yeah. you guys the confidence level that I have with Justin Fields at this point because, again, it's like Lamar Jackson with negative game script, right? Like, yeah. you just gotta you gotta keep feeding into this, um, which is almost like what Jalen Hurts was that one year. So, um, anyway, uh, the guy that really sticks out to me is a guy that we were both really high on coming into the year, and then it was pretty clear and evident that he wasn't going to be it. And then we looked at him and said, maybe he's a matchup guy only. And I'm going to be honest, like there was a sliver of me that thought to maybe make him my start of the week. Thank God I didn't. But I, if you asked me, like, would Russell Wilson finish as the quarterback 13 or better, I would have said better. And he didn't even throw a touchdown pass. I was just watching this video on Twitter. Uh, somebody reposted a TikTok video of this guy who's, I guess when the season started, he was going to see how long it took for Russell Wilson to throw as many touchdown passes 
as him and Sierra have bathrooms in their home. <laughs> How many bathrooms are in their home? Twelve. Oh man, for the so yeah, he might twelve for the season. I'm assuming. Yes, twelve for the season. Oof, that's a he good. Has, a good uh... It is week eleven. He has seven. I don't know. I don't know now. Uh, that's not a good pace. <laughs> that's not a good. No, pace. it's not a good pace at all. So, oh man. Um. Yeah, this guy's gonna keep making these videos. I guess. I mean, what's gonna happen at the end of the season when Russell Wilson finishes with less? Touchdown passes than bathrooms. Is this going to be like the opposite of the 30 for 30 where like we were really sitting there hoping Jameis would throw 30 interceptions? He, well, he's on pace to get 13. Mm. Technically, I mean, he could just, you know, demolish one of the bathrooms on week 16 or something like that. And then, <laughs> and then just, and then he'll tie it. I could see him doing that for sure. <laughs> no, no one, Russ, he's probably like, oh, I got it. I gotta add more bathrooms to give myself something a better bar to hit. Yeah. You know, change, you could change the bathroom <laughs> to a living room. You know, you know, just repurpose the room. <laughs> oh man, oh god. Okay, so we're done with Russell Wilson. Rest of the season, we don't need yeah, him, yeah. right? Just we're done. Dump him. Season. So, so there's streams that we could take. There's like there's so there's no yeah. matchup. If I, I go look at Russell Wilson's schedule right now, there's gonna be no matchup that we're gonna say, ah, uh, but you know. Nah. I mean, I'll check right now too. Uh, I mean, have, they played the Raiders, right? They, so they like, played the Raiders. That's the worst you can get besides Detroit. So they they play, play Carolina. That's that's nope. probably no. No. Nope. They play Baltimore. Baltimore. That's a no. Nope. Chiefs. Okay. Nope. What about this one? Kansas City. No, I don't want it. I, no. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. No. No. no nah. You don't nah. think Russ? You don't think he's gonna have to keep pace like? Keep pace. You just you, what were you saying about the the twenty point thing? They can't keep. They, <laughs> they can't. They again got under twenty points again. It's, they're not. They're not keeping pace. That's a that's a blowout. That's a Chiefs cover right there. <laughs> All Broncos, right, so we're done. No Arizona. Oh, Arizona. No. No against the Rams. No. KC. No. Is that it? KC again. No. I mean, at that point, it'll be. Yeah. No. No. It'll be that sure. one will be KC in KC. No way a playoff team has Russell Wilson on that team, so no. Picking them up, I mean, yeah, no, no. There's still be so many other options. So we're done. No. We're just dropping to the wayside. Yeah. That's right, it. Right. My man, yeah, my man is 73% roster right now. That's crazy. That's crazy. 73% rostered. I mean, it went up five percent, I'm assuming, because of the because it was it was Vegas, but he has one game with two touchdowns this year. Two passing touchdowns. That, and was no. that against Vegas? Yes, it, it was, was against Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> he has one game over 300 yards this year. That's it. Was it also against Vegas? No, it wasn't. No. It was the first game of the season against Seattle. Against Seattle. Oh, 340 passing yards, yeah? He has yeah. two games. All right. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could go. It's over. It's over. So we're done. We're done. Yeah. So we will not talk. The next time we talk about the Broncos, we will not talk about Russell Wilson. We'll not no, talk about him about being a streaming option. some running backs, you know, maybe Greg Dolchich, and that, that's it. We won't talk about Melvin Gordon, though, because at least not for the Broncos. Because he, uh, got, he got waived by the Broncos. Too. Oh, whew, that, nah, we'll talk about Lat Murray, though. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Lat Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about Lat Murray. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, and also Kirk Cousins. 
I know some people tried to warn me. I know some people were like, hey, man, it's Dallas. But I just figured, you know, it's a 425 game. Uh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> was it the game of the week? Close to the needle, like the closer you get to that eight o'clock time. It was like, like right? It was like a it was like a game of the week type game. Oh man. I mean even even a okay game would have I mean, well, I'm just speaking from I guess my personal experience with Kirk. <laughs> I, it's tough. Yeah, no, nah, you you would expect it something better. Because he's had tough matchups this year where you're like, maybe we shouldn't play Kirk and he's he's pulled through. Cause at the end of the day you have J Jeff. Yeah. That was just a rough day. All right, yeah. let's let's move let's move on to the running back position. And uh the running back swags, the number one running back on the week. Would you believe, Greg? I had to play against this guy. Sure. Oh. Leave extraordinary people. Tony Pollard, Zeke's first game back. What could happen? I'll tell you what could happen. 15 carries, 80 rushing yards, six catches on six targets for 109 receiving yards and two touchdown receptions. That was good for 36.9 PPR points. And I was dead inside, Greg. But let's talk about the performance here by Tony Pollard. What do you think? Is this what you kind of expected? Or obviously, you know, number one running back on the week is probably beyond our expectations. But did you expect him to have this great of a performance with the return of Zeke Elliott to the lineup? Yeah, I think at this point, you know, he's kind of the high, have the higher, higher upside than Zeke on any given week uh, when they both play. Um, definitely wasn't expecting the RB1 unless Zeke doesn't play. But now that he can do it, even when Zeke is playing, uh, that just helps Dallas as a team. It just helps, you know, uh, his, you know, dynasty stock again, continue to show that he's a future RB1 in this league weekly. And yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard, yeah, he's, his upside is, is crazy right now. I feel like this could be, we don't even know like his cap because we don't know, you know, what he is as a, he could, as a weekly, you know, starter. So it's just the potential is so high for him. Yeah, I mean, gets 21 touches, 21 opportunities in this game uh, compared to Zeke's 16 opportunities. They both had the same amount of carries, uh, but it was clear and evident that the offense was functioning at its at its best when when Tony Pollard was involved. And so, um, you know, something that the Cowboys, I'm sure, will continue to monitor as as they move forward and into you know future weeks. But from a fantasy perspective. I mean, this is everything you could want, you know, for having Tony Pollard. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's always interesting, right? You get two backs in the same backfield um, and one guy is more known for his pass catching ability. um, And that guy usually ends up winning out in terms of fantasy production. Um, You know, you look at the backfield that we had a couple years ago, right. With, with in Tampa Bay with, with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, right. Like two guys that both productive, but when it was all said and done, it was the guy that had the pass catching prowess in Leonard Fournette that became essentially became the more productive one. This one's a little bit different because of the investment and that the team made to Zeke Elliott and whatnot financially. But like you said, Tony Pollard has shown to be a good back in this league uh, he's a free agent next year, so Dallas is going to have an interesting choice to make. I mean, I, I don't think there's one that they – like, I'm not a capologist. I don't know what they can do from a cap perspective, but they're on the books for Zeke Elliott's 
contract and I find it very hard that they're going to pay money, significant money into a position like that, right? Like it's just financially is it's, it's not smart to have that many dollars invested in, in one of the most injury prone positions in football. I mean, they could just so, cut them <laughs> like they did that. <laughs> it could cut Zeke uh, again. What does that do to the cap, right? Or is there money that has to be paid out? Is right, there yeah, money that's yeah. still on the books, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, it's is it one of those situations where it's like, yeah, we could, you know, if he plays for us, we got to pay him fifteen million. But if we cut him, we could we we have to pay him twelve. So we saved yeah. three, but you're paying a guy twelve million dollars who's still, like, yeah, twelve. He's not yeah. paying for. He's not playing for you. So, uh, again, don't know the the all the specifics there, but definitely something to be considered uh, somewhere where we're not having that conversation is in Cincinnati where imagine this, Greg, you start the week, you look at your lineup, you see your matchup and they're starting Samaj P Ryan. And you're like, Oh, this is a dub. <laughs> right? That's a dub. Samaj P Ryan. Right, they got Lat Murray on the bench. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you even paying attention? <laughs> Clearly, this person knew more than the rest of us because Samaj P. Ryan ends up as the RB two on the week, eleven carries, thirty rushing yards, added four catches on four targets for fifty two receiving yards, and three, three touchdown receptions, triple deuce, thirty point two PPR or thirty point two PP PPR points. Uh, I saw the NFL uh, Twitter account posted Samaje three Ryan. Uh, okay, play on words there, uh, Greg. Your thoughts on a three touchdown performance here by Mister Samaje P Ryan? Yeah, the only logical reason is this guy probably thought Cincinnati was going to be blowing out Pittsburgh, and then P Ryan would have you know came in in relief and then kind of started dogging. But yeah, he's been he's been a solid uh you know. Uh, safety net running back for Joe Mixon in the times that he's been out uh, and hurt. So definitely, you know, not surprising that he was able to produce, uh, but get the RB2s. That's a definitely a little surprise for him to, you know, get this bigger performance. Uh, the offense in whole in Cincinnati had a great day. So uh, the matchup helped there for sure. So, um, yeah, have him definitely have him ready for, you know, just in case, you know, Joe Mixon can't pass concussion protocol for next week. Yeah, definitely want to have P. Ryan ready to go. Um, he's he's got to be the the top waiver wire ad, um, you know, at one of the top waiver wire ads at the position. Obviously, in Lat Murray, who we talked about, is in there as well. Um, let's move on to the RB three on the week, and this is one I don't think anybody saw coming. But the RB three on the week. Najee Harris, twenty carries, ninety receive, ninety rushing yards, added four. Or sorry, two rushing touchdowns and four catches on six targets for 26 receiving yards, 27.6 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mr. Najee Harris? Yeah, it was a solid performance here. I mean, glad to see him back in you know the RB1 range. We we definitely know the talent of Najee. Uh, just been in a, a bad situation this year for sure. Um, so yeah, it was uh, good to see him get this performance. Um, and, you know, those guys that, you know, held him to him, there's really nothing you could have done with him this year, like selling or, or buying. But uh, if you're starting him, you probably still are. Uh, definitely a, a nice performance here. Yeah, definite. Um, 
definitely a big performance by Najee Harris. Should also be noted, though, that running back mate, running back teammate, Jalen Warren was injured early in this game, um, which is obviously a bad for Jalen Warren, and we hope that he has a healthy recovery and whatnot. But if you're the Najee Harris manager, this is probably, you know, an uptick in the potential usage and the workload here for Najee Harris because Benny Snell is the next guy coming off the bench. And I mean, his name is Benny Snell, guys. Like, come on, we've 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 done this before. We've had we've this. Been here these, before. Yeah. <laughs> we've been here before. This is like three uh, years ago, so he's only three years older. <laughs> yeah, he's just back. a guy. Just a guy. He's not going to come in and take any significant work away from Najee Harris. Not the way Jalen Warren was doing it, at least. So I think as we move forward, 26 opportunities here for Najee Harris. That's not a number that I think that we've really seen from Najee, uh, you know, at least not since not the since start of the season. season. Yeah. Yep. So let's move through these uh, top these these top 12 running backs, these running back swags. And so at the RB4, we had Derrick Henry, five, Jamal Williams, six, David Montgomery, seven, Josh Jacobs, eight, Austin Eckler, nine, Zeke Elliott. Also tied with nine was Devin Singletary, 11, Latavius Murray, and then the running back 12, Jonathan Taylor. Greg, your thoughts on these top 12 performances? Did anybody stick out to you? in a positive way here in this top 12 that was highlighted. Uh, Yeah, good to see, you know, uh, Zeke back in here. Dave Montgomery um, was liking that, was expecting kind of him to come back in the, that lead dog role with, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert being out. Um, and especially kind of with, you know, uh, Justin Fields being banged up, that probably only helped Dave Montgomery a little more to lean on that running game. Um, and Devil Singletary, yeah, it was good to see him uh, also in a good matchup uh, come through. Yeah, the Devin Singletary one was big. Um, I think as Josh Allen continues to struggle with this elbow injury, uh, we're going to see a, a somewhat of a more traditional offense and a traditional running game. I mean, Devin Singletary getting 18 rush attempts. I mean, this is one of the things that we complained about, right? It was Devin Singletary not getting enough touches, you know, still averaged mm. 4.8 yards per carry, but now he's actually getting the, the rush attempts, which is good. We're even seeing the rookie, James Cook, be involved as well. I mean, he's not on the field a ton, but when he's on the field, he's getting the football. So it just shows that there is a little bit more of a commitment here to get these running backs involved. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, <clears throat> good day by him. Kind of expected that against this Denver defense. Uh, Jamal Williams with a three touchdown day also went against him uh, in the same team that had Tony Pollard. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the top 12. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, fantastic uh, performance by him, um, you know, especially against that upgraded Philly defense. And, you know, Philly definitely almost lost that game. Uh, in terms of honorable mentions, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he had, a, he had a big – yeah, he had a, a nice day. It was a little concerning, though. Damian Harris was – very involved very early in this game. Like, I think he, if I'm not even mistaken, I think he started the game. Damien Harris mm -hmm. did uh, did get the first few carries. Uh, one of the things I thought was noteworthy, but <clears throat> in the end. Mondi probably uh, came to uh, practice like 
10 minutes early, which was probably still like 20 minutes late. <laughs> Belichick had to show him a little lesson, probably. Uh, yeah, probably maybe he, maybe he like fumbled in practice or something. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Damian Harris still, you know, he he's somebody that I think uh, I have him down here as an honorable mention as well because he had, he had a decent day, was involved in the offense. So, you know, I know he's a guy that hit waivers, uh, you know, so, you know, definitely want to have him there as an insurance policy because, again, it's late in the season. These these touches, they're accumulating for these running backs. And so, um, you know, the, the, the injury, the risk of injury just – you know, gets larger and larger as we get later and later into the season. Um, Antonio Gibson, my running back start of the week, um, not a not a world-breaking day, but did finish in the top 15 um, and did out, out-produce running mate uh, Brian Robinson. Um, and then Isaiah Pacheco, uh, you know, had a solid day. Um, you know, I think if he gets in the end zone, again, we talked about a couple weeks ago, like take a touchdown away, add a touchdown, and see what it does to a player, and that you got it, you get an idea of what their floor and their ceiling is like. And Pacheco, if you add a touchdown to his day, right, like it gets exponentially better. You know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire did leave with an ankle injury, so it pretty much became a two man backfield between Pacheco and uh, Jarek McKinnon. So, definitely something to, to, you know, take note of and keep an eye on as the, as the, season progresses uh greg did anybody else from an honorable mention standpoint anybody positively that stuck out to you that you want to give some flowers to in this moment yeah i think you uh covered all the names that you know either got increased in usage uh which is nice for the rookies and then had a had a decent day i mean yeah even with the you know jamal williams killing deandre swift is still a little relevant so that's good to see definitely um Let's move on to these Jags uh, and Saquon Barkley. Um, people loved him this week. Uh, you know, the, the Lions defense has been a little bit better, but I don't think we expected five and a half PPR points from from Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah, Greg, sure. I didn't I didn't see much of this game. I was too busy watching, you know, the fantastic, exciting game that was the three three. Uh, Patriot Jets Patriots game all the way to the the like literally final seconds of of the fourth quarter. But uh, do you have a takeaway for you know why Saquon wasn't so involved? It's like every time I looked up on red zone, it was Matt Breida making a play. Oh, Matt Breida, yeah. Lions had were getting good field position throughout the game. Um, you know, Dan Jones had two picks in that game, so it didn't help. Um, yeah, it seemed like you know the Lions just controlled the ball a lot, so Saquon didn't have his opportunities on the other side. And when he did, you know, they were definitely stuffing the stuff in the run, but uh didn't get as many targets uh in that passing game. Um yeah, some somehow Daniel Jones had a had a pretty bad game, but he still can do what he does, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh mooted. Isn't that isn't that great for fantasy when the quarterback can be terrible in real life, but yeah. be great for your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an awesome thing. Um, yeah, then Nick Chubb. I mean, there's not not much you could do in that situation, right? Like, it's 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 the downfall of guys like Nick Chubb and and Derrick Henry. You know, and it's like what we talk about. Those guys are going to be game scripted out of they have you know they have a potential to be game scripted out of their games, and so. Mm-hmm. When you know they go down 
I forgot what the score was at one point, but it was like like it was a, a three score game at one point, I believe, uh, with with Buffalo and, and and Cleveland. So at that point, you you already know it's going to be a tough day for Nick Chubb. He's going to have to score touchdowns to get it done. Yeah. Um, similar thing here with Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook's involved in the pass game, but again, a day with offense, the offense. Though. Yeah, Minnesota. Just well, they scored three points. Was it three forty points. to three? Forty to three, man. Forty to three. That's crazy. That's um, crazy. Yeah, so, again, not a great – and Dalvin Cook actually had a decent day, 18 carries, 72 rushing yards, something like that. But, again, on a day like that, you're not going to get much done. And then the Jets running backs, I mean, and then they got to combine, like, three PPR points between James Robinson and Michael Carter. Again, not much you can do when the offense punts 10 times, uh, doesn't convert a first down, and – uh, they scored three points. Yep. So, uh, Cordero Patterson, uh, Greg, your running back start of the week, uh, didn't have a didn't have a great day here against Chicago. Uh, seemed like Tyler Algier had a better day. Uh, Unless you're you in a punt return league, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Unless you're in a kick return <laughs> league, uh, you get return, return you league. get those return those return touchdowns uh, or even the yardage. Then Cordero Patterson came through for you in a in a big way. Um. And it was really cool to see him get that ninth career kickoff return for a touchdown, which is an NFL record for kickoff return touchdowns. I think Devin Hester holds the all-time record for all returns, um, Mm. punts, uh, kickoff returns, and even field goal returns. Um, But Cordell Patterson broke the the record here, which was tied by Josh Cribbs and and Leon Washington. So, uh, you know, Cordell Patterson... Will be immortalized now as uh, I guess the best the best kick returner in NFL history based on yeah, his nine touchdowns. Yeah, he'll go down with Taysom Hill for playing like the most positions. I feel like he's played running back, <laughs> wide receiver, uh, kick returner, punt returner. Uh, you just gotta add a defensive position for him. He, he'll get one snap there sometime, maybe. Oh yeah, I mean he can play. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. After watching him run over that dude on a goal line last week or two weeks ago, I'm pretty sure if you found a, a position for Cordell Patterson on defense, he would play it. Like those Hail Marys that put him put receivers on defense and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring him on a corner blitz or something, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um anyway, let's let's move on to the wide receivers and the wide receiver swags. The number one wide receiver on the week. I thought it would be a tough day for him. Uh but my man does not care about no matchup. Uh, you give him a PS2 and he'll he'll play it and ask for ask for somebody ask for next you know who's next on the sticks. Um, that would be Devontae Adams. Thirteen targets, seven receptions, 141 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 33.1 PPR points, and a walk off touchdown to send the Denver Broncos home. Although I think they were playing at home, but you get the point. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Devontae Adams? Yeah, Devontae in a tough matchup. I mean, but he he is Devontae. He's a matchup proof wide receiver one, proving it here. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the only positives in this, uh, besides Josh Jacobs in this offense, uh, they've been able to produce two top uh, 12 players at their position. Um, definitely. Uh, just the team has been pretty bad, but uh, good to see both of them performing, him and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, definitely a, a great performance by by Devontae Adams. Um, 
Let's move on to a former Raider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and wide receiver Amari Cooper. Eight catches, 12 targets, 113 receiving yards, and two touchdown receptions, 31.3 PPR points. And it's really funny because, Greg, when the math bore out, right, and I sat there, I did my end of my weekly rankings, Mark Cooper was like a top three wide receiver, but I was there like, go. ah, got to move him down. Got to move him down. Yo, so yo, Mark Cooper, yo. <laughs> I moved him to like six, but it's because okay. it's because I don't know if you know this, Greg, but the home road splits for Amari Cooper this season, they've been pretty, pretty ridiculous. Mm. Like he's been significantly worse in road games than he has. Wasn't a true road game, though. That's why. That's the thing, right? (laughs) Is that I'm sitting there and I moved him down. I'm like, but it's not a true road game. And they're playing indoors. Right. (laughs) So like it can't be like that bad but anyway whatever i moved him to six <laughs> i wish i just kept him in my top three would have really helped for the accuracy competition but either way you, I, we did tell you to play amari cooper it's not like yeah, we told yeah, you yeah. to bench not, him. Not him we yeah. told you to play him so uh you know again balled out here greg what were your thoughts on the performance here by amari yeah amari's uh definitely been jacoby process top guy uh, Jacoby Brissett's been able to, you know, support two receivers actually too. So this year, so that's good to see for the, the Cleveland offense. Um, it's crazy they never had, you know, a, two really like two solid receivers go crazy like you know throughout the year under Baker, but they getting it done with Jacoby. And uh, now uh, they are soon they soon getting that bump, man. It's getting closer and closer uh, to getting Deshaun. So we'll see how that changes or if it does. I mean. You know, you, you like what Mark Cooper and Diamond Peoples Jones is doing, so hopefully it can you know, only stays the same or gets better. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely think that it would get better. Um, that'd be the hope here for sure. But Amari Cooper has definitely been balling. Uh, he's definitely been a value at the wide receiver position uh, if you took him. So great, great stuff there. Another guy who's been somewhat of a value, Joshua Palmer. Eight catches, ten targets. Of course, of course <laughs> is when it's when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing. Of course, is when they're both back. That's when you know we hope that just shows he's he's not ready for to be number one. <laughs> well, he's ready to for them fair, easy matchups. Yeah. He's ready for them easy to, matchups. <laughs> to be fair, we did lose Mike Williams like mid game. Ah, okay, like I think okay. on Mike Williams' first reception, <laughs> reaggravates his high ankle sprain, so he got a mid game bump. Which yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, a lot yeah. of us were expecting. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, eight catches, 10 targets, 106 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 30.6 PPR points. Uh, you know, like you said, Mike, or like we said, Mike Williams may have to miss some more time. So who knows? Uh, Joshua Palmer may come back as not the number one guy as he was being asked to be right now. He's going to be like right. the number two guy. That's what Keenan Allen yeah. seemed to be healthy. So he's, yeah, you know, he'll get, he'll get less attention on him, but those targets still should be there. What were your thoughts on the performance here by Joshua Palmer? Yeah. I mean, definitely good to see it here. I mean, we were expecting it kind of in that stretch where both receivers were out, but I mean, you know, they better late than never. Um, hopefully people were, you know, uh, on it to, to start him um and and kind of uh play him because you know i'm sure there was a lot of people out there like oh mike williams back keenan allen's back you know we could slide josh palmer back to the bench on your roster but 
uh, it's good to see him come through. Yeah, definitely a a solid performance there by by Joshua Palmer. Um, let's move on through these wide receiver swags. And Greg, your wide receiver start of the week comes in at number four, T. Higgins. Demarcus Robinson comes in at five. Chris Olave six. Christian Watson seven. Wandell Robinson comes in at eight. Uh, Way to go out, man. Way way to go out. (laughs) Way to go out. On everybody's bench, right? (laughs) On everybody's. Uh, And now. now. (laughs) George Pickens comes in at nine. Traylon Burks, 10. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm going to take a round of applause for this one. We even got the touchdown this week, which. Yeah, we got the touchdown. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown coming in as the wide receiver 12. Uh, Greg, sure. your thoughts on these top 12 performances? Any Anything stuck out to you uh, positively? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, even though Wondell tore his ACL in the game, uh, it was good for him to, you know, give us a solid game, you know, before the end of the season. You know, maybe uh, this could kind of give him some confidence. I um, hope he can recover and get better for, for next season. Uh, hopefully, you know, with a different quarterback. But you know, never mind. Uh, other than you know, other than that, other than Traylon Burks, George Pickens, these receivers, these Rooker guys, Christian Watson. Uh, beautiful to see Chris Olave. I mean, you know, we got we got a lot of rookie receivers in there this week. So oh, shout out to all of them. Not Garrett Wilson. Is that what you want to say? Yeah, right. a lot of <laughs> lot of rookie wide receivers. <laughs> not, not Garrett. Not, Wilson. not Garrett Wilson. <laughs> not named Garrett Wilson. <laughs> It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Yeah. No, of course not. You know, just George Pickens plays with Kenny Pickett. Wanda Robinson plays with with Daniel Jones. And uh, Chris Olave is out here catching passes from Andy Dalton. And I'm sitting here wishing that I could have one of those because I feel like those would be an upgrade over what I have to watch. But anyway, besides the point, besides the point, Wanda Robinson, it was so bittersweet, right? Because it's like as it's happening, I'm like, Damn, all those points are on my bench. But I'm like, at least next week, like, I know, like, hey, okay, I'm going to go back to Wandell. Like, you know, this this is going to be a thing. Yep. And then he, he just, he tears the ACL. You feel absolutely terrible for the kid. Yep. Um, Maybe it's the Giants, bro. Maybe it's the Giants. Yo, like, it might be, man. It really Sterling, might be, like... Tony, Robinson. It just hasn't really mattered who it's been. Could be it's- Darius Slayton just sniping all of them because, like, he's the only one like <laughs> so, that's always healthy and consistently on the field. Like, it's Wondell. I mean, it's uh, Darius Slayton scheming on these other receivers, yo. So he can be the only one that Daniel Jones sees. Uh, he's like, hey, you you know what you know what's helped me stay in the league? Not stretching. <laughs> I don't stretch. Cool. I don't work out. I skip all those lower body exercises that Facts, people yo. recommend. I just don't do them. And in the last while he's three, four years now, like all these receivers, but Darius Slayton has found the field every time and time again. <laughs> Consistently, yo, best availability on the team. Oh, oh man. Well, you know, got 10 targets last week. It's going to probably get another 10. Yeah. I mean, we'll yeah. see. Uh, you know, there's a certain wide receiver that used to play in, in New York that is selling oh, his his services selling his services to everybody all 32 teams uh, <laughs> oh he's really only focused on two teams right now 
He's focused on two. Focused on two teams, uh, the the Giants and the Cowboys, uh, that happen to play each other on Thanksgiving. Should oh, we just call that the, the Odell Bowl? Yeah, there it is, the Odell Bowl. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, George Pickens, you know, fantastic performance. Uh, Traylon Burks. Oh, I forgot we got Traylon Burks' performance in here. There were a lot of rookie wide receivers. All right, let's talk about the let's talk about the wide receiver Jags. Um. Fortunately, it doesn't start with Garrett Wilson. So, uh, well, actually, sorry. Before that, got to talk about these honorable mentions. Want to give people their shout outs. Darius Slayton, shout out to him. Solid performance. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't need to give you a honorable mention because you you earned it. Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I think ends up as an honorable mention. I think that's the name I meant to to type in here. The three initials. Uh, Keenan Allen, his first game back, didn't leave with a re-injury, so that's fantastic news. Allen Robinson had a was the wide receiver fourteen. Is that is that smoke? Are you buying it? Are oh, you buy- I'm not like, buying that. I'm not buying it. Oh no, no, that's okay. Because I because again, if we're taking if we if we take the approach, take the touchdown away. What did it actually look like? My man was five, was four for forty seven. That's barely anything to write home about. So yeah, I mean, it was on, and it was on five targets. Like, if you gave me like eight targets, I would have been like, okay, maybe, you know. But it's yeah. still five targets. But he was still... efficient, you know. What happens if he had ten <laughs> targets? <laughs> true. Oh uh, no, but I, no, I, I hear, I, I get, you, I get what you're saying. It, it's like. You know, even if it like you would much, you would feel a lot better if it was like a a nine target, you know, four catch day where he has forty seven yards and a touchdown because you would be like, okay, well, what if he catches those other, you know, those other targets? You know, maybe mm-hmm. there was a ball in there that just didn't fall his way. Um, so like, would you at least like pick him up? Um, as far as receivers, I think there's always there's so many other guys that receiver that can probably produce for you at this point in the season. And yeah, so I'm a, I'm a hold off. It, the best I give you is like a Sunday morning. Oh man, I, what do I do? Pick up Allen Robinson. They're playing Kansas city next week. So maybe. Do they actually play Kansas city next week? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, Rams do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is Denver play? I just thought we went through Denver playing Kansas city. Oh, they play them in two weeks. I think Denver next week plays. Uh, they play the Panthers. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They play. They play the Panthers. Okay. Um. All right. Let's move on to the Jags. Uh, the wide receiver Jags. Uh, two from the same game. Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. Uh, probably two guys that were highly, highly rated coming into this matchup. Um, I know they yeah, were man. both in my top three. Uh, they probably were in a lot of DFS lineups, which shout Pretty out to Greg for, <laughs> Greg for winning. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> <With Jefferson. laughs> oh, shout out to Joe, Joey B. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Joe B had like 28 yeah. points uh, yep. for you. Um, yeah. So you definitely not great performances by those two guys. I think, you know, for CD Lamb, that was more game script driven uh, for Justin Jefferson. I mean, at that point in the game, um, you know, you would you would expect Justin Jefferson to to really 
you know, get a lot of targets and be heavily involved. But it was really tough day for Kirk Cousins. Couldn't get a lot going. Got sacked seven times. Uh, so yeah, just not a great performance. And then Kadarius Tony, who we talked about, hurts his hamstring in this game. Uh, leaves early, so you know the breakout party that we all thought was coming didn't happen. DJ Moore um, was forced to play a game with Baker Mayfield again. Uh, that and to, you know, to be honest, that Baltimore defense we've talked about it. It's definitely much better than it has been in you know at least the start of the year. So definitely one of those things that uh, you know we take with a grain of salt. And then Garrett Wilson was uh, brought down by Zach Wilson, so not a not a great day by him either. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you on all those. I mean, it was it was tough for a lot of these receivers. The CD Lamb and the J Jeff really hurt a lot. That supposed to be like a monster game from those two in the same game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk about these tight end swags, man. And the number one tight end on the week. Can we just go to number two? Like, is this like I don't know? Like, nah, you always, man, like... you got to give him his flowers. <laughs> you have to <laughs> give him his flowers. My man deserves it. Do you like change it? Have you like do you change this in the like you know when you're making? Oh no, I haven't. Just, haven't had to type it. You should just keep I it just, there for every week. Just keep it there. For yeah, every until week. until but, it changes. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what I do because I come in and I'm like, oh, tight end one. Oh, it was already Travis Kelsey. Don't need to change it. Yep. But six for ten or six receptions, ten targets, 115 receiving yards, three touchdown receptions, mm. 35.5. PPR points in this game. Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, man, he's better than your favorite wide receiver. He's better than a lot of players in this league right now. He's playing like a wide receiver, doing what he's got to do for this team. The one long touchdown run we inside you came back out, like beat, uh, just, you know, beating defenders on slants, beating corners on slants. Like, there's he's uncoverable, man. He's uncoverable. Yeah, you, you said that you know, he's better than your favorite wide receiver, and that is actually a true statement because <laughs> Devontae Adams was the number one wide receiver on the week, and Travis Kelsey outscored him. So, um, yeah, I mean, is there any greater positional advantage in fantasy football than Travis Kelsey right now? No, no. I mean, it, last year I would have been like Mark Andrews as well, great that positional, like, upside. And, yeah, this is Travis Kelsey now for this year. He's just been absolutely balling. So what you're saying is if I had a second-round pick, instead of taking CeeDee Lamb, I should have taken Travis Kelsey? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Note to self. <laughs> yes. but like, you so could have made, made the argument that you could have took Travis Kelsey number one overall if we were taking JT number one overall. Oh, yeah, definitely could have made yeah. that argument. But, like, now I'm at this place, right, where, like, Travis Kelsey is only getting older. So I'm like, but right. what, if this is the, what if this is the year that it ends, right? Right. At some, I mean, it's got to happen at some point. But it, the last, what he's, you know, the last couple of years, he's been in his 30s now. And, you know, you think the, the cliff is coming. But the moment I take Travis Kelsey in a yeah, fantasy that's league, when it's going to happen. Yeah. It's over. Let me know when that happens. The moment I do it. I'm going to do it next year. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. We'll just we'll just end it next year. We'll call yeah, it. We'll yeah. just we'll be done with it. <laughs> yeah. So for all you guys out there, just don't draft Travis Kelsey next year because I'm just going to take him early. Yeah, we're... that's going to fail. So and Kyle Pitts is going to have the best season ever. Of course, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> going in like the the eleventh round. <laughs> um, but yes, Travis Kelsey or 
Travis Kelsey is awesome. Kyle Pitts is injured uh, out for the year with a torn MCL. So, uh, hey, at least you don't have to go through the decisions of trying to start him every week anymore. Nope. Nope. Uh, The tight end two on the week. That would be Austin Hooper. Four catches, four targets, 36 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 19.6 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Austin Hooper? Yeah, it's also kind of tied in with, you know, the success of Tennessee's passing game this week. Um, you know, I mean, it definitely not sure if this is sustainable for Austin Hooper. This is like his one big flash week. I know, I know Tennessee's definitely still a run first team. I think I'm a little more excited for a guy like Traylon Burks over maybe as a pass catcher than Austin Hooper. But definitely good that he came through from people that may have streamed him this week. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. How many people played Austin Hooper uh, yeah. or streamed Austin Hooper? I know that not having Austin Hooper cost me some 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 opportunity at some dollars in some DFS contests last week, which I was like, who in their right mind was playing Austin Hooper? Like for what? Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. Um, yeah, great performance by him. Uh, the tight end three on the week that goes to your guy, yes, Pat Firemuth. Eight catches, 12 targets, 79 receiving yards, 15.9 PPR points on the day. Your thoughts on performance here by Pat Frymuth? Yeah, man. I mean, not surprised here. Matt Pat Frymuth has been money this year in a bad situation. Uh, that's that's like the best you can ask for. That just shows that, you know, he's ready to even take more of a flight, more and more of an upside or cap, like a jump when, you know, a team is having, he's on a successful fantasy-friendly team. Um, yeah, he's been the one constant this year for the Steelers. It's crazy. Definitely. Um, you know, he's again, the, this is a team that's typically down uh, with Chase Claypool out of the offense. Those targets have to go somewhere. Uh, some of them go to George Pickens, like we've seen, but a lot of them, uh, you know, those those targets in the middle of the field are going to go to Pat Fryer with as well. And he's been he's been fantastic. Um, and for the first time. All season, the touchdown or not, tight end of the week goes to no one. And I had to let Greg know beforehand. It was a combination of things. You had some tight ends that were pretty good that didn't need to score a touchdown to to have you a productive day, like a Dawson Knox, like a Mark Andrews, like a Logan Thomas or a Tyler Higby. Um, But it also was the fact that the tight ends were so bad (laughs) that – you didn't have – we had six touchdowns, and granted, George Kittle and Trey McBride, they're still playing, or they're going to play today. But you had six touchdowns total between the tight end position as a whole all week, and uh, three of those were caught by Travis Kelsey. So um, even if you take touch a touchdown away from a guy who's who's been on this list, like Jawan Johnson – if you take his touchdown away, the rest of the tight ends were so bad that he was still a top twelve tight end. So, <laughs> yeah, with oh, three catches, Kelsey and Hooper had more than like half the touchdowns for the entire well, league. <laughs> they had five touchdowns the of the six that were oh, scored. Six. Oh, by six. Tight okay, ends. I seven. Yeah, that's that's it. That's, so that's them right that's there. <laughs> they hold it down. So oh, they man. held it down. Uh, but Jawan oh. Johnson again. Again, if you take away his one touchdown, 
he's still sitting at 7.7 PPR points, which would still put him in the top 12 of tight ends. Because Taysom Hill, if you started Taysom Hill this week as the emergency tight end, guess what? You started the tight end 12 with 7.56 PPR points. Congratulations. So there will be no touchdown or not tight end of the week this week. But let's round out these tight end swags. The tight end four on the week is Dawson Knox. Five, Jawan Johnson. Six, Mark Andrews. Seven, Logan Thomas. Eight, Tyler Higby. Also tied for eight, Jonu Smith. Ten, TJ Hawkinson. Eleven, Harrison Bryant. And the tight end 12 on the week, Taysom Hill. Greg, your thoughts on the performances here by these top 12 tight ends? Uh, yeah, I mean, with that, the, the gap of scoring, I mean, if you made it here, Definitely congrats on you. I mean, you still gave an advantage to your to the fantasy manager. So uh, that was nice to see. Um, the only ones I'm really excited about are, yeah, just, yeah, nah, it's tough, man. I mean, TJ Hawkinson still find a top 12 week. But I will focus on the guys that got double digits. So Logan Thomas, you know, Mark Andrews, uh, good job for you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um can't even Focus say it, on jack, the guys, man, because everyone was a jack. If you didn't, get Every, if everybody was a jack, brother. Everybody was, was even some of the guys that were in the top twelve were jacks. Word, like, word. Like, like I would have killed Detroit TJ Hawkinson for the stat line, by the way, but because he's Minnesota now, right. like I'm able to forgive it. That's kind of a joke. But I think the only no, this, true jack would have been like Isaiah Likely, because uh, yeah, you thought you had me fooled, man. Everyone thought they had me, you know. <laughs> Uh, Mark Andrews I mean, and, I mean, and Isaiah Likely on the same game can can thrive. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Well, that entire offense didn't thrive, uh, but Demarcus Robinson did did have a day. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews had a day. Uh, but to be fair, if you started Isaiah, I don't know what Isaiah Likely's stat line was like yesterday. Um, but to be fair, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Foster Moreau, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Conklin. These were all guys that scored three to five points or less. So, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 willing to throw it away. Um, let's let's move on to off of the tight end position, Greg, um, and let's move on to the waivers. But before that, just got to touch on some some injuries. Uh, so we talked about Mike Williams left Sunday's game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Kyle Pitts left Sunday's game with a knee injury. It turns out it was a torn MCL. He will miss the remainder of the season, was placed on injured reserve. Chicago quarterback uh, Justin Fields is day-to-day uh, with a uh, <clears throat> with a sh- an injury to his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, Denver running back Chase Edmonds, he is expected to miss multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. Running back Melvin Gordon was waived by the Broncos. Uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was actually injured, but I put him down for a bruised ego because that probably sucks. Uh, Jamison Williams, the the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, he was cleared to to practice, uh, returning from that knee injury that he suffered in college, or you know, the torn ACL. So uh, that's good news and probably somebody <clears throat> that you maybe want to keep a lookout for on waivers as we get closer to the to the end of the season and this playoff stretch here. Uh, but wide receiver. Rondell, Wandale Robinson uh, suffered a, a torn MCL or torn ACL rather, so he'll be out for the year. Uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford for the Rams, he's in concussion protocol again, uh, so that's definitely concerning. Already missed last week's game with a concussion and just got cleared from the protocol, so um, we'll likely spend uh, another week in it. Uh, the Joe Mixon, he also left Sunday's game 
with a concussion. Uh, so, you know, that's definitely something to monitor and some IJ Ryan, somebody that I'm sure Greg will talk about in the coming moments. And then running back Jalen Warren for Pittsburgh, he left Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. He was quickly ruled out. Um, so, uh, so I don't I don't think he plays this week, but definitely something to monitor as we move forward, uh, you know, with Najee Harris and, and his and his potential workload going forward. But, Greg, let's talk about the waivers. Uh, who are we looking to specifically at quarterback, especially if you are the Justin Fields manager? There's no teams on by this week. But, um, you know, who are we looking to? Uh, I think we're looking at one uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he's that 10 percent rostered. Uh, they go against Tampa Bay next week. Uh, we know that we can attack Tampa Bay's defense. They're not the you know the strong defense that they started early in the season. Uh, and if they are, their strength is in the the running game. So uh, if they're going to attack them, it would even be bigger in at uh, the the receiving end. I mean, on, on the you know for the receivers for Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry is still you know being relevant in this game. Juwan Johnson. So I think Jacoby is a solid option, um, especially if they're playing from behind. And then Andy Dalton, he's also 10% rostered. Um, going against San Francisco next week. Uh, their defense has been pretty solid, but, uh, no, sorry. Andy Dawn with those guys, Chris Olave and all of them. Jacoby Brissett with Donald Peoples Jones. Uh, it's probably his last week. Uh, so, yeah, Jacoby Brissett being his last week, you put him out there, and then Andy Dawn, 10% rostered, um, going against San Fran. Yeah, definitely like those. Um, you know, I don't know what his roster ship is right now. But you talked about Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think right now is the time to go ahead and pick up uh, Deshaun Watson. I know oh, that yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I I said that I did it in a super flex league a little early. He's 48% rostered. So, um, yeah, I, I think the time the time is, is now if you haven't done it already. If you are somebody that plans to pick him up and play him and roster him, you know, obviously mm-hmm. – understand all the off-field things and people have feelings and and things about that which is completely fine and i respect those um but at the end of the day we are doing a show about fantasy football so uh regardless of what he's done off the field uh deshaun watson still has some value in terms of, of fantasy football so um that being said right now is the time to do it because you don't want to do it in week 13 when he's eligible to come back. You'd prefer to do it a little bit early because everyone's going to try to pick him up in week 13. Um, and especially if you're in a super flex league, I know I did this a few weeks ago because I do have Kyler Murray and Arizona's buy is in week 13. So, um, you know, having, you know, an opportunity to, to pick him up in, in anticipation of that bye week uh, is definitely uh, you know, good, you know, good move there. Uh, Greg, what about the running back position? What are we doing there? Uh, first, looking at Samaja P. Ryan, uh, he's at 9% rostered. Uh, definitely can give you some possible RB1 production if, you know, Joe Mexican can't go next week. So definitely keep an eye on his injury report throughout the week. Uh, concussion protocol. Latavius Murray, 24% rostered. I uh, think, you know, he's kind of gaining control of that, you know, the RB1 of the Denver offense. Um, you know, so he can possibly give you some some top 30 weeks. Um, James Cook. Uh, and then as far as the rookie guys, James Cook, his usage is going up every week. Uh, he's at 17 percent. So I think he's, you know, just I think he's a popular stash for me. He's a popular stash for a lot of fantasy managers. Uh, add him. Keep him keep him in the back pocket, ready to go, because 
uh, as he just gets higher, you you want to put him out there. Uh, and Chuba Hubbard, also I think another name that's kind of more of a safety net option for um, <clears throat> um, in, in in Carolina. So if you know anything was to happen, uh, Chuba Hubbard can be ready. And then, hey man, Kyron Williams, man, 28% rostered. Usage is just still trending up, trickling up. Uh, he got the most snaps out of all of the, you know, the running backs more than Cam Akers and Darren Henderson combined. So uh, you you like to see trending up numbers. He's also I think a, a stash option in some deep leagues. Yeah, Kyron Williams um, proven that he's he's a real boy. I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there's definitely some concerns with that offense. Uh, you know, if no Matthew Stafford. Um, we saw Bryce Perkins in the game, which from a fantasy perspective, Bryce Perkins is interesting from like super flex because he can run and uses his legs. Uh, but as we know for fantasy, for the other pieces, that may not be great. So uh, if they do go to per- Bryce Perkins, then Kyron Williams may be maybe the Rams backfield in general, not specifically yeah. Kyron Williams. Like I know I've been saying like, I sound like anti Kyron Williams, but I'm really not. It's like, it just been this bit I've been going on because it literally just, we've been hearing, you know, from the biggest liar in all of coaching that, yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he'll be ready anytime. He'll be ready anytime. So then I just go, kept going on this thing. Well, does Kyron Williams actually exist? How do we know that he's an actual real person? Um, but in all in actuality, Kyron Williams, could be good at football. I know he's 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 a good prospect. Um, it's just a matter of like, do you really want pieces from this Rams offense? And yeah, I don't know. Uh, Greg, wide receiver position. What do we got? Jalen Burks, twenty percent. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside, especially if this you know Tennessee uh, passing game can tick up a little bit. Downs Peoples Jones at forty five percent. I think if you need a guy to win now, uh, get production right now. Downs Peoples Jones is probably the top guy. Uh, should be, I think, over. He should have been been over fifty percent for the last like five weeks now. So uh, we got to get his um, roster ship up. He's been just produce, producing uh, week in and week out, very consistent production, and he's getting Deshaun Watson back soon. Uh, Matt Collins targeted heavily, especially you know, no Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller. It looks like Matt Collins is becoming the number two in this offense on the Raiders team that's going to be always down or competing in a lot of neutral game script and and, and possibly negative game script, and then. Paris Campbell, uh, 40% rostered. He's in Matt Ryan games. He's been the number two guy for uh, after Michael Pittman. Uh, clearly, you know, he's been targeted uh, in, a, in a good amount of games. Um, and then uh, Darius Slayton as well. He's at 51%, but, you know, that's kind of right at that number where he, he needs to get bumped up as the only receiver now that Daniel Jones can possibly throw to. Uh, we, we went through the Richie James train. We're not doing that. It's all Darius Slayton. And then for deep leagues, Chris Moore and Nico Collins, uh, I think, you know, one of those two has some upside to kind of be the the lead role dog in this uh, Houston offense. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks hasn't really been there mentally and, you know, just playing wise. But these guys can um, give you some, I think, some weeks down the line, top 20 weeks. I like all those guys, uh, specifically Slayton, specifically Nico Collins. I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. The schedule is great. Um, I'm 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 like really confident that Nico Collins will work out work out down the stretch. Mm-hmm. If you just take mm-hmm. a look at that schedule, take a look at those games that they'll be in. Yeah, I have some faith. So, um, 
Greg, what about the tight end position? What's going on there? Probably nothing, but we got to talk about it anyway. Yeah, we got two names. We got Jawan Johnson, 31%, and Logan Thomas at 6%. Jawan Johnson, of a lot of, of the streaming tight ends, he's been in the top 12 uh, more, you know, not like half, more than half the time, but enough to say, hey, I can possibly get him, and he could possibly give me a, a top 12 week. He's uh, been hot touchdown-wise, so the touchdown projection has been there, uh, which is definitely important for the tight end position um, where, you know, they don't get a lot of tight ends or looked at in general. And then Logan Thomas, I mean, he showed kind of little, you know, what he did early in the year, what he did last year, getting targeted heavily. Uh, and, you know, so hopefully he can kind of get back to that groove of the talents there. He's, you know, basically quarterback, wide receiver type build that can play tight end. So uh, I'm definitely a believer in him. Yeah, Logan Thomas is definitely interesting because um, that one, it seemed like he was actually a part of the offense now, right? Like where yeah. this game, this was a game that they were up. They weren't trailing significantly. Uh, you know, this wasn't a situation where you felt like it was garbage time or something like that. And, and the game script called for them to throw the, the football and he just happened to be getting all these underneath targets. Like they were throwing him the football as part of the offense, as part of moving the chains. So definitely something I think that we just have to look, continue to look forward to, you know, as the as the season progresses. But he might be a guy that we look to, you know, as 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 we get later into the season. And and if you're watching this and Monday Night Football has not kicked off yet, uh, Trey McBride is also an option. He's out there. He's available. Um, if you got an extra roster spot or something, go ahead and scoop him up and uh, see what he looks like on Monday Night Football. And, and if he sucks, you can just drop him. So, yeah. All right, that pretty much concludes our show this evening, everybody. We definitely appreciate y'all tapping in and vibing with us. Just make sure YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, listening on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Just make sure you go ahead, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see y'all on Wednesday. Hopefully you get a Monday Night Miracle if you need it. Hopefully you stave off your opponent in a Monday Night Miracle if they need it. Uh, but all in all, we'll see y'all on Wednesday. Uh, show up happy, show up full of life and love and grateful. And uh, we'll see y'all then. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.